When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome everybody to season two, episode 12 of The Psychologists Are In. I'm Maggie Lawson. And I'm her podcast partner in crime, Timothy Elmitson. And today we have an incredible episode for you all. We are talking about the old and the restless, the episode where Henry shines. And rocks an old-timey swimsuit. (laughs) I love me a Henry-centric episode. Enjoy. Hi, Tim. Hi, Maggie. Tim, Tim. Maggie, Maggie. A very important question, Maggie. I'm sure everyone is worried. How are you feeling since uh, you got your uh, touch of the dreaded COVID? Yeah. um, I feel way better. Um, I still kind of sound a little stuffy. I would say... Uh, it's like a, I've got, I've got the lingerer. I've got the linger, <laughs> the linger version of COVID. The um, lingerer. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. So I feel all right. I feel, um, I think I'm just a little tired still. I notice that I get tired about, you know, this time in the afternoon and have to, have to shut it down for a little bit. Um, little cough, little sniffles. I'm okay overall though. But you are ultimately on the mend. Um, oh, definitely on the mend. I feel way better, way, way, way better. Um, just these kind of like frustrating uh, leftover. Yeah, this will be day uh, like I guess day fifteen for me or fourteen or something. It's it's been a while, but that sounds very much not fun. <laughs> no, and no, and the fog, uh, the brain fog stuff, I do think is better. Um, but as I was sort of telling you before, I um, that I don't know if my brain just got like so preoccupied with thinking about COVID that it was just taking up so much space it made me foggy on other topics, or if I actually have some kind of like little brain fog from it. But I think I'm I think I'm sharpening up. <laughs> I hope should <laughs> be sharp as a tag and right as rain is in no time. I hope so. I hope so. Um, we'll see. I guess we'll see how this we'll see how this episode goes. Um, how are you feeling, Tim? I'm doing really well, thanks. I'm good. Good. It's a Sunday. It's a Sunday. It's nice. I could see my dear friend Maggie Lawson virtually. What a fun, what a fun Sunday. I know. It's such a bonus to see you on a Sunday. We usually do Mondays, and um this was this was really nice. Very excited. And we might actually be able to get together in person this next week. I know. We are hopeful. Um, well, this will come out on Thursday, yeah. So uh we have a we have a, a Maggie and Tim date on Friday, hopefully. Uh, you look great, Tim. That's the Love most important glasses. thing. <laughs> Tell me about the awesome hat you're rocking. Oh, just my new favorite hat that you I never take off? Gorgeous baseball cap that happens to say the psychologists are in. Yes, it does. That's I... an amazing merch. 
Yeah, this is our merch, guys. This is and all I've the merch. And I've got my podcast, the shit out of a cup. Oh my god, look at us! Look at us! We're like fan girls and fanboys for our own podcast <laughs> of ourselves. Well, I mean, I am my biggest fan. I'm certainly your biggest fan. <laughs> I'm certainly your biggest fan. Is it is it tacky to wear our own gear from our own podcast? I'm just kind of I, I drawn the line that I can't wear I can't wear a t-shirt with my own face on it. <laughs> oh, that's that's where the line is drawn. But that is I my can... new draw line. I mean, I always joke that if Alex would let me, I would wear a t-shirt that says, "Hey, I'm on TV." <laughs> oh, Tim, I think I know what your next birthday present <laughs> is. <laughs> um, I can wear a shirt with your face on it, though. That's that is true. Devin, we're gonna need some merch, but it's just gonna be specifically for me and Tim to wear each other's <laughs> faces on the other one's shirt. Okay, well, cool. I do, I do have a new um, a new stance charity shirt for uh, Ukraine with a Mike Kane character on it. I saw that. I love that you're doing that. I think it's 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 so wonderful. Thank you. I mean, Stans has been great with the Supernatural Gang in helping mm-hmm. us pursue our charitable endeavors. And I've been really wanting to figure out a way to um, specifically help the children of Ukraine affected by this horrific war situation. Well, not war situation, this horrific war. So uh, the proceeds all go to um, a great on boots on the ground charity in the Ukraine helping kids affected with a lot of like, they're doing a lot of psychological help. And so it, it was a great cheer so that I found. And, and plus another excuse to put my my own face on a t-shirt, which I can never wear myself. But Maggie can wear it. I, I totally can. And I will, especially to support this cause. What is the, uh, the Boots on the Ground charity name? I think it's Voices of Children. Voices of Children. I I'll love that. To, um, so they're helping them not only just uh, coping, but also like the psychological, the side effects of what is happening. Yeah, and they actually messaged me on Instagram because I was on my the the shirt. If anybody's interested, is on my Instagram page. Which and, you um, model very well. The inter- info of how to get and um, so I, I tagged the charity in the um, in one of my posts, and they were very nice to reach back and thank me and thank all the people who are buying the shirt and um, talk about some of the work they're doing and how much it's helping them. And then you can go to their page and um, look at the actually look at the work they're doing, which is just incredible. Wow, Tim. I love that. Yeah. I'm just lucky that I have a, um, a voice and a platform that I can um, try and make the world a little bit better of a better place. I hear you. And you are. You do. Every day. Thanks. You do. Just by being you, you do. Um, and I think a lot of people would agree with me on that. Um, oh, I, you guys I, are I the know, best. I know they would, actually. Yeah. No, you're, you're the best. You're the best. No, there's a little bit too much about me. I'm getting embarrassed. Hey, Maggie, what are we going to do? <laughs> Way to deflect. Um, we're going to podcast the shit out of it, Tim. What yeah, are you going to do? This is episode 12. I cannot believe we are already to episode 12 of this season. It have went... we done? How are we halfway into the season already? Or past I, halfway? I mean, well past halfway. I have no idea. Time is flying. It's so fun with you. Um, hey, I wanted to give a little uh, Henzi shout out um, because you heard from him the other day and he listens uh, to the podcast all the time and I think has called us both on on just separate occasions to talk about how much he loves. He's just, it's so kind. And so yeah, this is a Henzi Of course, we're talking fest. about our incredible executive producer and friend, Chris Henzi. Yeah. Who not only helped create the Psychos because yeah. he... It was such an integral part of creating the show. He is a psycho. 
<laughs> and he's right yes. there with y'all. So he said he got, ex- he, I got a lovely call from him the other day saying how, ex- well, last week for the mirror episode, saying that he gets really excited when he realizes there's a new episode and he's list- he tends to listen to the show while driving in the car, which of course driving in LA is laborious. Yeah. So he listens to us instead of music, and um, he's been—it's been fun. He's been finding it very uh, enjoyable, and, and he loves the inside stories that he wasn't around for because he wasn't always on set like you and I were. Yeah. So that was nice to get a call from Chris. Thanks, Chris. Thanks, Chris. I heard from him a few months ago as well, and uh, I just—this uh, was—I I wanted to make sure we we had a little uh, Chris. We threw Chris a little love today because um, he's so great. Anyway. So there you go, Henzi. I hope you're listening. <laughs> we love you. <laughs> All right. Okay, put it, uh, put it this way. Chris, give us a text next Thursday if, if you heard this, because that way it'll be like a proof <laughs> of life. We know you listen to the podcast. <laughs> oh, this is a test. Oh, no. No, he'll, he'll pass it. Trust me. Yay. Uh, Tim. Maggie. This is episode 12, The Old and the Restless. Which is funny because I was like, I I was thinking about this episode and I remembered what it was about, but I didn't remember the the storyline as well. And I realized it's because we, <laughs> you and I have a completely separate storyline. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I didn't remember it either. And I didn't watch it. It's like, oh, that's why, because we weren't really, we were not really involved in the main storyline. Also. The A story, as they call it in the business. Yes, exactly. The main storyline. But uh, the, didn't, um. Did Kirsten, uh, Kirsten had a haircut, right? She, yeah, she, it was definite. Um, I, I wasn't sure if that was just a new season to do, but this, I think this, uh, that was a new do for this episode. It was definitely a new do. She looked fantastic. I was like, oh, this is very, very cute. I thought, I thought she looked so great. Um, and, uh, and before we get in on the synopsis, another thing too, that I really, uh, loved was it was a real Henry heavy and he was, yeah, was like a, a part it, of the like hijinks with the boys. I think this was this was really one of our first big Henry Corbin Bernstein episodes. Yeah. Anything you want to shout out before Tim, or what you got your notes for for going through? Uh, my notes are ready to go, but because um, um, I'm trying to go extra professional, even though we're ha- we're more than halfway through the season, I'm not resting on my laurels. I'm trying to double down on my professional note taking. And and I think I've become. I, I'm relying on you too much at this point because you take <laughs> such good notes that this time I think I wrote like five things down and the rest I was like, oh, well, Tim Tim will pick this up. <laughs> Tim takes the best notes. <laughs> okay, well, Maggie, to be fair, you do do all the advertising. So um, um, you I do, do the, the ads. Li- you do the heavy lifting there. I can try and do the heavy lifting with some of the notes. The taken. notes? I love it because I love your notes. They're always really good. Oh, one other thing I wanted to make sure to mention um, that I thought was a really cool kind of, um, well, it was a good secret. And then it was also uh, really cool to see um, you and Dulé. I I mean, I know you weren't in the finale, but like to be a part of the same show, to see Dulé on This Is Us the other night. Um, He was so good. And it was such an interesting- He was so good. I saw, because I got to go to the rap party, I saw John John Huertas who plays Miguel there Mm -hmm. and he- he let the cat out of the bag that Dulé was on the show, he, although he didn't say what his character was. So then to see him show up and be so good was, and such a great part of the legacy of that show. I mean, the storytelling of that show was um pretty incredible. And I got to say, the train was just, that's the name of that episode. For all the you, train. this is us fans out there who watched it, was just an incredible um, 
it was really like it was um it's like they all i told kj steinberg who was one of the writers on the episode like she pitched a perfect game on that on that one i was the same i was actually blown away it's funny because i lagged like i watched i think the first season i've definitely seen your episodes and episodes here and there and then i went and watched um the finale to see Dulé, obviously, and just, you know, or not finale, sorry, I keep calling it that, but just what a show. I don't know, the, the, the storytelling on the, and I know this is a psych podcast and not this is us, but I feel like we can talk about it because it's, uh, it's also Peacock and, um, you were on it and so is Dulé, but, um, the train, the way that she shared that with her dad and then, and then, that was the way she kind of walked into, you know, uh, passing. Like it was really beautifully done. And, and then Dan so actually posted an episode, I mean, a, an article on his Twitter feed that said um, that they're thinking it actually when you die, you might, the brain scientists are not thinking your know, life may actually flash in front of your, before your eyes, which was kind of like the train episode. And so he, um, he also tweeted, um, about this this particular episode, a uh, big shout out to his writing staff, and he said, and a, mass, a giant idea by KJ Steinberg, and KJ was worked with, and I worked together on judging him. It was one of her first jobs, so I, I texted her and was like, "The train was your idea, wasn't it?" And she was like, "Yes, it was." So I was very very proud wow. of this um this young woman who started out on this little show that I started out on. I of the judging love that. It's now gone on to just stupendous success. Isn't it fun to see the people? we've met and worked with along the way. Like I, I have a lot of full circle moments over the years as well, but just to have something like that come back like that, I don't know. I think it's really, really special. And especially a show like that. Um, it's a really powerful stuff. Well, now as, cause this episode we're recording right now is going to drop on, I think this Thursday. And um, if I'm correct. Yeah. yeah. So the finale is Tuesday. So y'all will have already seen it if you're fans of that show. So we could say, oh, my God, how much did you cry? I know I cried. Yeah, exactly. I'm already anticipating that Tuesday night's finale is going to wreck me. It's 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 such an emotional show. I mean, I'm like, wait, they they are just trying to make people cry. But no, it's 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 all organic. It's all authentic. It all feels it always feels, you know, um, like it's it's because of uh, like it's not on purpose. It's just life. It's just documenting all these what makes up a life? I don't know. It's pretty Master wild. Master storytellers. Yeah, absolutely. We, we, speaking of which, we go back to um, one of the writers, my friend James Laporta, who I've talked to you about. He was the um, he was one of the writers on This Is Us who um, wrote all of Cassidy's Marine storyline stuff. And James mm. was a uh, is a Marine. He was the Afghan Marine vet who um, used to watch Psych with his um, platoon after he come back from patrol. So. Talking wow. about full circle, it's like I got to meet him because of this show and become friends. Wow, that's so beautiful! It's so beautiful. Look at us today. Look full at us. circle moments. Look at these full circle moments. Let's dig in. Let's dig in. Episode twelve: The Old and the Restless. I completely missed this. The pineapple sighting. Tim, did you catch it? Absolutely not. I, I didn't either. The lamps in the senior community center have pineapples on them. Did not catch that at all. Okay. Um, although I do think Henry's shirt was like a Hawaiian Well, yes, yeah, like a Tommy Bahama thing. So I think yeah, like yeah. his, you can always count on Henry's shirt to have some kind of Hawaiian <laughs> tropical yeah. fruit on it. Yeah. Okay, cold open. Young Sean and his grandpa. Grandpa, played by 
American comedy royalty, Brian Doyle Murray. Brian Doyle Murray, who I was kind of starstruck by because I, I mean, he's been in a gazillion things, but I remember when we worked with him just because my little, uh, I, I love me some Christmas movies and uh, I love me some Christmas vacation and he is the boss in Christmas vacation <laughs> and he's very funny and he's very good. And so I saw him and I, I was like, I know you from a lot of other things, but I, I watch you every Christmas multiple times. You know, I was flabbergasted Star Trek by him. Right? It was wild. I wish, you know, I wish we saw more of him. Everyone is talking about fake spring and how difficult it is to dress around this time. But that's because it is. It can be so difficult to find the right outfit in the spring when every day is different and the weather can change at the drop of a hat. Yeah, you need layers because, you know, sometimes at night it's really chilly. Sometimes during the day it's really warm. Like you kind of have to be prepared for everything in fake spring. Luckily, Faraday makes it way easier. They make the perfect clothes for all seasons. Faraday is a family-run brand making high-quality, timeless clothing with modern design and functionality. It's that kind of effortless style you want every time you go digging in your closet. That set, that shirt, that dress, that feels like you've had them for years. Maybe it's in a gorgeous print. And it looks like it might be vintage, but if it's so well that it feels like it was just made yesterday just for you, well, that is Faraday. I can speak from experience on this. You can wear it all the time, every day. It wears so well. It washes so well. And everything looks really like comfy, casual, like it was kind of made for you. Faraday is so confident in the quality of their stuff. They have a lifetime guarantee of quality. They'll replace or fix your clothes forever, no matter what. Talk about making it easier to get dressed. And right now, Faraday is giving all of the Psychologist Are In listeners 20% off, 20% off. Head to FaradayBrand.com and use code PSYCH at checkout to snag 20% off all your new spring staples. That's code PSYCH at Faraday, F-A-H-E-R-T-Y, brand.com for 20% off. Do you remember this like one moment we were kind of sitting around our cast chairs and he was there and I was just kind of so tongue-tied. I wanted to talk to him, but just didn't want to sound like a total dope. So I ended up probably just not saying much other than like, you're so awesome, dude. I don't know. <laughs> and, I, and I found that we had last week, we had a reference to Caddyshack. And of course, Brian Doyle was one of the co-stars of Caddyshack because the yes. head caddy. I got a whole, I got a whole um, paragraph on him with my ultra-professional notes. Um, Oh, I love it. Great. Okay. Okay. Cold open. Young Sean and his grandpa, who we were starstruck to see, uh, plopped down on a park bench getting ready to feed some birds. His grandpa tells him the bread was a decoy and they're on the beach to girl watch. His grandpa asks him to tell him about a girl. Sean gives observations. His grandpa wants him to use his imagination and give her interest what she likes, etc. Sean imagines a wacky background story and his grandpa laughs. Henry joins them on the bench, taking all the fun out of it. Buzz kill Henry Buzz to kill. the rescue. <laughs> Buzz kill Henry. I like that. Okay, snap back to present day. Sean and Gus sneak around a building at night. They're both dressed in ripe boysenberry color top. In a ripe boysenberry colored top. I like this. Oh, they're sneaking around the building. They're sneaking around the... Oh, uh, the exterior the of the... The exterior, um, yes. Um, they the arrive nurse, at a sign. The, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. On a fence that says danger, high voltage. A cop shows up and they get in trouble. Back at Henry's house, Sean and Gus attempt to sneak away with some of his tools in preparation for a stakeout. 
They obviously get caught, mentioning there's a missing person from a retirement community. Sean and Henry begin a bet that Henry would get in before those two can. Sean, Gus, and Henry stake out the old folks' home. When Sean, uh, well, Sean and Henry do, Gus and Gus is conked out because Henry wanted them to meet at 6 a.m. In perfectly choreographed fashion, they disguise Henry as an old man and sign him up for old folks' home uh, enrollment. <laughs> Talmadge McGulliger is the name. Under poli- undercover police work is the game. Yes, Devin. That's great. Um, Did you catch the, the chief? Uh, on Golden Pond? I mean, the Henry Fonda reference? Wait, what's the Henry Fonda reference? Once they once they dress him up and they put him in, in the kind of that old bucket hat and glasses, mm-hmm. he walks and he says, I look like Henry Fonda, which of course is a oh, reference right. to Henry Fonda in On Golden Pond. Oh, oh, Although he's okay. also looking very Hunter S. Thompson, which I thought was interesting. Little, I could, I could see little Hunter S. Thompson as well. Um, the chief has Juliet and Lassiter come into her office. She wants them to straighten the delinquent out. Only problem is his mom is the deputy mayor. Sean and Gus are secretly working with an assistant officer at the facility. He mentioned that the missing old man disappeared three days ago without a trace. That's him. Go on, Tim. We've jumped ahead. Sorry. Um, yeah. When they go into the, when they first go into the old, the assisted, the retirement community. Yeah. There's a uh, kind of a um, cranky lady, lady yeah. uh, run by Snape, whose character's name is Pamela. Psychic um, premonition because Psychonition. that actress's name is Karen Conville, who in nine years' time, would appear with me in a delightful little uh, family film called Woody Woodpecker, a live-action Woody Woodpecker. Yes, that's right. I did do a live-action Woody Woodpecker. Yes, you did. From our parent company, Universal, full disclosure, which I'm sure it's also available on The Peacock, and I think it's Netflix. So I just it was like, oh, Pam was in that. Okay, now go on. Oh, and I've, um, once we're in Vic's office, I have a new, I have a variation on the psych psychologist, psychologists are in drinking game. Oh, tell us, Tim. Which season one was, of course, the it was all about the bright colors. It really, we talk a lot about drinking on this on this podcast. I was about to say this is a pretty clean episode that we are managing to get alcohol into in some way, but I like it. Bring it, Tim. Okay, so tell us. just just minutes. So the game is every time Chief Vig is rocking the popped collar. Yep. You take oh. a sip or a shot or you whatever one you want to consume. That is a new uh, that is a new thing. We are seeing a lot of the popped collar, the big wide pop collar. There's a on, lot in uh, season two. There's a lot in season two. And, and, and a couple in this episode. It's funny. I'm like always in pink now. I feel like I'm in pink a lot. Um, I I I did not remember that on the show. Um, and I think in later years I'm not as much, but um, Well, it's the the pink family. It's, it's not all it's not always the, Pepto. Some cousins of Pepto, some, you know. Maybe immediate family of Pepto, yes. So I got to say, we, we started watching the Peacock original series, Angeline, last night, <gasps> and a, which is really good. And her, of course, Corvette was Pepto pink, like the most Pepto pink I've ever seen, which I don't, having seen her, her Corvette around town every now and then, I don't remember, remember it being quite so Pepto. It's but very Pepto. But crud it was. She had a lot of pink. I watched uh, the first episode of that as well. Um, was it you who told me that there was a a little bit of a thing in Hollywood that if you saw Angeline's car on the day of an audition, it was good luck? 
No, but I love that. I wish that was me. <laughs> All right. Someone told me that at some point when I moved to L.A. That's because she was such a Hollywood, yes, Hollywood urban legend. Yes, urban legend. Thank you. Because you do. You see her car just randomly and her license plate around, you know, all the time. You would see it around uh, Hollywood. And someone told me that, and it was probably a lie, and I believed it. But they they said, you know, if you see Angelina the day of an audition, you're, uh, it's good luck. So. I remember that. I thought it was you who told me that. All right. No, but I wish I wish I was smart to come up with that. <laughs> it's pretty good. Okay. Uh, the chief has Juliet. Okay, we've already come there. Okay. Sean and Gus are secretly working with an assistant officer at the facility. This is okay. our guy. Yes. So again, another psychic. I know it's too soon, but it's another psychic <laughs> premonition. Or it's six degrees of Tim. This actor, of course, is Curtis Armstrong, mm-hmm. who um, I eventually would come to know from we were both on Supernatural together. Really? So maybe like, I can't remember, the, like, let's say um, 10 years, not 10 years, several years after this episode, Curtis and I would find each other on a train going from London to Manchester, England to appear together at a um, Supernatural convention. Stop Life is it. weird, yo. Life is weird. And then Curtis, in addition to Revenge of the Nerds, was also, I mean, I grew up watching on Moonlighting, which we know that Moonlighting was such a huge part of the... Um, Framework of this show for Steve Franks, our glorious creator. And Absolutely. Leader. Yeah, that's so true. Um, and he's also in Revenge of the Nerds, which for Revenge of the Nerds fans. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, and he was great in this. All right, so they're working with a, an assist, a, assistant officer at the facility. He mentioned that the missing old man disappeared three days ago without a trace. Sean puts together that the missing man is a runner. The home's uh, chef walks by and asks if he has any special dietary needs. Sean and Gus mess around and say not to give him any solid foods. Henry, this is such a funny, this whole thing was very funny. Um, past 12 p.m. Because it was, you know, he well, has a bad and sorry to interrupt. The, um, when, they're, when Sean is Sean visioning the calendar and realizes that he's a runner and he's been training for the marathon, then Henry says, how'd you come up with that? He goes, easy, it's Val Kilmer's birthday, which is almost a second premonition, but I think it doesn't count because... We mentioned Val almost every episode. Yes, we do. And so uh, th- that one's was could didn't come up that one. And he mentioned, uh, and then Henry mentions his obsession with the guy from Real Genius uh, right. as they walk down the hallway. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, I did look up uh, Val Kilmer's birthday. It is not. Um, it is not. It is December thirty first. So maybe it was. Maybe this all took place on New Year's Eve. I don't know. It could have. Um, anyway, Sean and Gus walk around the joint. Uh, rock around the joint and think of how the old guy would have uh, would run off. Sean and Gus have two choices for paths. Sean and Gus go together on the right side path. Sean finds a pedometer. Yes, sir. So as they're out, uh, this is a little um, insider insight. <laughs> the path they're going, like the footbridge they walk over and the path they eventually uh, follow where the runner would go, that's the trail right behind um, the North Shore Studios, which was my, my favorite hiking trail I'd take Lucy on. It was, uh, it's beautiful. I recognize those stairs as well. So this trail, if just for all of you who wondered what I would do on episodes where I didn't have a lot going on, I'd kind of look at the schedule and I could figure out if I was going to have a several hour break. So I'd bring my hiking gear and um, if I, if I, halfway through the day, if I knew that I was going to have like a couple hours off, I would take Lucy across the street for a swim in the river and, um, which was the same river I eventually went into for um, Lassie Jerky. Yep. That freezing glacier fed so glacier cold. fed li- river. But there's this trail that was just you could just go for miles and hours and eventually if you wanted you could take it all the way up to uh, Cypress. Um yeah, I remember you doing that hike with Lucy all the time. And as you go f- far enough there's um 
you did this double um, waterfall spot. It was just the mo- it was my favorite spot with my my beautiful Lucy dog. Yeah, Lucy. Who we so missed. I was excited to see that um, in the episode this trail. All right, so on this side path, Sean finds a pedometer exactly six miles. They were uh, the same distance from the old folks' home. Sean and Gus arrive at the closest hospital. Sean remembers the missing old man left his wallet at home. He asks her to search for uh, John Doe's. All of the Doe's, actually. That's right. Play Taekwon Cookie. This is such a good joke. <laughs> that's a great one. Such a good joke. Oh, we should mention, too, this was written by Anupam. Um, oh, Anupam wrote this? I didn't know that. I was looking yes. for it. Excellent work, Anupam. Thank As you, always. Anupam. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Life can be overwhelming, and many people are burned out without even knowing it. Symptoms can include lack of motivation, feeling helpless or trapped, detachment, fatigue, and more. I feel like after the last couple of years and everything happening in the world right now, uh, we reach that burnout point a lot faster, maybe than we used to. We associate burnout with work, but that is not the only cause. Any of our roles in life can lead us to feel burned out, and BetterHelp Online Therapy wants to remind you to prioritize yourself. Talking with someone can help you figure out what is causing stress in your life. I had such a nice experience with BetterHelp. I know I've talked about it a million times on here, but I can't stress uh, the ease uh, and the comfort and the safety of it. Uh, they ask so many questions and you can customize everything to your comfort and needs. And I feel like that is so um, necessary and what makes BetterHelp really special. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. The psychologists are in listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash pineapple. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash pineapple. Sean and Gus pull a Scooby-Doo and dress up as doctor and nurse in a hospital closet. Dulé as a candy striper was very, very funny. And his he, little hat. He says it was, uh, you know, he's like, I thought that was just for for women or something. And Gus was like, there was a lawsuit. Don't, you know, <laughs> it's a whole thing. Anyway, Lasseter and Juliet take the kid on a drive in the cop car, in their cop car. He asked Jules if anybody ever told her her hair smells like strawberries. <laughs> Lasseter, Lasseter then <laughs> interrupts really funny. and says it smells like peaches. <laughs> it's th- this whole little bit was, I thought, I thought this was fun for us. And I remember this day. Oh, I remember this day because it was really hot. And and in the car, we could not have the AC on because of the mics. And there's also the a light in there. Yeah. And, and to shoot this, we'd be, up, we'd be up on top of a, a flatbed, right? Um, no. Well, yes. I do think that some of this was done um, towed. And then I think some of it was um, we had to do multiple drive-bys, I remember. I remember doing the multiple drive-bys. Um, where we just drive by and they have like might catch a glimpse of us and the kid in the back or whatever. Um, and this was all right by the studio as well. It's so funny. All these memories are coming back now. But I do remember that. It got really hot, but we couldn't turn the AC on because of the noise it would make and it would pick, pick it up on the mic. Or the windows down. Or the windows down. Right. Exactly. So it was so really funny. a day when you realized you found out if your partner's deodorant was working. <laughs> Yes, exactly. Exactly. I think you can even tell I'm sweating in some of it. Um, 
Uh, last interrupt says it's, she says it smells like peaches. Very, very, very cute thing that he has uh, noticed about her hair. Sean notices the missing old man in the hospital. Back at the old folks' home, Henry races in the pool and wins. This was so funny. All of the ladies are obsessed with him. And how he, fit does Corbin Burton look in this he's episode? So good. I was seeing the same thing. I was for you know it was a nice Henry centric episode, but also like he looked great. In his uh, onesie, whatever the hell he was wearing. It is like 1930s onesie swimsuit. (laughs) It was really good. Sean notices that all of the people that are getting sick are wearing matching bracelets. Right. Um, Sean and Gus arrive at the police station telling them that old people are dying. Sean also mentions his theory about the bracelets. Back at the facility, Sean and Henry go back and forth dancing with the queen bee of the old folks' home. Adorable. So funny, this spot. This this, was? uh, This scene. So cute. And uh, watching them tango was, uh, it was just fantastic. Um, uh, Apparently all of the bracelet uh, men had high blood pressure. Sean and Gus try to find a list of people's medication. All of the people that got hurt are on full-time care. Apparently someone on the waiting list got tired of waiting. So they needed to make their entry quicker. Back at the station, Lasseter makes the delinquent talk to a prisoner. This was very funny. The prisoner puts up a front. He tries to scare him, but he can't lie. He actually Part of that, I have to shout out, um, in the scene with uh, Vic's office when she's introducing us to the uh, delinquent kid. Yeah. Got to shout out your wardrobe. It's a very, it's a totally new uh, O'Hara look. Is you're it? like, yeah, you're in a, um, like a V-neck t-shirt. You're just in a t It's super casual. Oh, yeah. It was casual. I noticed it too. I liked it. I, and I and did notice kind that. Of like, it, was, it was very, it was a much softer, casual um, Julia O'Hara. You looked so good in this episode. Oh, thanks, Tim. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> That's nice. That's really nice. Okay. Um, okay. The prisoner puts up. Okay. He tries to scare him, but he can't lie. He just talks about how great prison is. We learn the bad guy is the woman who gives the food. She has been trying to get people out of the nursing home because her mom was seventh on the list and she wants her in this place because it's much nicer than the one she's currently in. Sean gets a check for solving the case. Juliet sternly yells at the delinquent. Tail between his legs, he apologizes to Lassiter. Julie walks away proudly in her Pepto pink top. <laughs> Actually, I don't think it was Pepto. I think this is more persimmon. Ooh. I went persimmon. Persimmon or pink. Night, let's go with, it was paprika. Paprika pink. I don't remember the color that well. Paprika is like a little more red, right? Was this yeah, a little it's, more it's red? So like it's, cranberry? I'm not, I'm not looking for anything in sort of the reddish family. I like it. I like anything in the reddish family. I've gone pomegranate. Pomegranate pink. Um, palm, palm, palm pink. The palm Pe- pink. So this is Pe- um, a little darker. So it's um, somewhere between palm, persimmon and, I don't know, is persimmon even a color? It is, right? Absolutely. Persimmon so it was, pink. Yeah, it was this here, which we could also do. I don't know if we want to do a third variation to the drinking <laughs> game, but we could really go with every time O'Hare is back in the red family, back in the Pepto family. I don't know if we should promote that, Tim, because people will be drunk before, like, this third scene. Or maybe yeah, that's so, the point. <laughs> well, no, I mean, it is the end of the episode, isn't it? Um, Unless... No, I'm kidding. No, because I'm in pink earlier as well, I believe, when I first go into the office. There's a lot of pink. I didn't I tag really that in my, my, in my notes. Oh. Maybe I'm not as professional as I made myself out to be. Oh, there was a, another wardrobe moment I saw that I thought you would catch that is um, um, uh, James in this kind of orange and Henry's in orange as well. They both are when they first go into the, the, the place, I think. You know I only have eyes for your wardrobe, Maggie. Yeah, I know. I, 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 love, I love that you catch all the wardrobe stuff. Oh, I know. I wanted to call something out. There is a dance 
that as Dulé and James are solving the case that they do, that Dulé goes into like a Michael Jackson move yeah. and I have no idea what James is doing. It's uh, some maybe like Russian ballet or something. I'm not really sure, but um, it's so funny. And it ended up becoming a kind of a psychotic clip. I believe it's used in the opening uh, credits in like a following season. I don't remember. I just remember Dulé's Michael Jackson um, hand movement. I'm going to go back and watch uh, James's um, Don't Cold Awesome ballet moves, apparently. Yes. <laughs> so he's doing something, some some very funny dance. Um, or maybe it has like, a, maybe it's more river dance. Um, it's just very, very funny. And I okay, remember it because I feel things. like it's... Yeah. Having played the Saint of the Step in Luck of the Irish, I can tell you that's a very... River dance is very different than Wait. the Bolshoi. Okay, so let's say let's say it's river dance. Um, oh right, okay. The same so it's time. the hand movement thing. <laughs> yes, yes, it's the hand movement thing, and then and then Dulé's doing his like Michael Jackson, which I'm not even going to attempt, but it's just very funny, and it goes on for a, just a tiny bit too long. It's perfect. It's so good. <laughs> anyway, um, in this episode, there's like such an ease by now, you know, with like everybody that like we're really really getting in the groove because I really think like. By the time season three rolled around, I think we were less panicked about getting picked up for another season. Um, we, I think maybe even already knew. I don't know that we had to wait as long from season two to season three, but there's just like an ease that I feel like everybody's just in the groove and like the chemistry is just really popping and it's all good. I don't know. I loved, I love, I love, I, lo I love rewatching these episodes and talking about them, Tim. No, because it is really, like I've mentioned before, I've, it's been so long, I've, frankly, I've forgotten them, some of them. Yeah, yeah. To then rewatch and just go, wow, we're really firing on all cylinders at that point. Yeah, it's weird, because in some ways it feels like it was yesterday, and sometimes it feels like a lifetime ago. And watching the episodes, it just brings it all back. It's wild. Did you catch the, um, there's a shout out at one point, I think the boys are in the hospital, maybe they're still in the, um, in the old folks, home, he mentions a Dr. Shackman. I heard that. Which, which is a reference to Matt Shackman. Yeah. Shackman, who came, one of our biggest, did some of our hugest episodes. And um, in fact, he's directed next week's episode, Lights, he did. Camera, Home Studio. And Matt Shackman is is uh, one of the biggest directors in Hollywood right now. One of the biggest deals out there. He's so talented and so kind. Just a good, we love Matt Shackman. Um, but it was nice to see that. Um, so he was already around doing prep and, I, I just love that they, they threw him in there. They threw him a little yeah. shout out. Yeah, that was cool. To the shack attack. The shack attack. <laughs> I've never um, called him that before in my life. I don't know where I that just say, came from. I've never heard that, but I like it. I like it. And I hope Matt Shackman is listening. And uh, all right. So um, we got some fan questions. Um, what? Okay. Are you ready, Tim? What? I was born ready. <laughs> what did Jules say to the deputy mayor's kid? I wanted to know the answer, the answer to this too. So uh, we're very simpatico, which fan, whoever wrote this question, sent this question in. I have no idea. It was probably something completely ridiculous. Like I was trying to get him to laugh. Like hamburgers are so good. <laughs> 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 or something ridiculous. Um, and then when I had to point, I, I honestly don't remember. And I almost wonder if, um, uh, I think I do remember them saying I couldn't actually make noise. Like they didn't want to record what I was, you know, the, say it needed to be 
that nobody could hear and nobody would ever know, but that he would come out terrified. Hang on. So you are blowing my mind right now. You mean you acted that? I think I acted that. You are so much better than even I realized. Which is why I walk out of that office so proud of myself. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, no one is ever going to know what I just said, including me. (laughs) Maggie, all these years of working together, you still are full of surprises. (laughs) Yes. Oh, Tim. Okay, where were the assisted living scenes filmed? I don't think it was Riverview. Um, No, it it definitely wasn't Riverview because Riverview just exudes creepy. Oh, yeah. And you can always kind of tell that that's like in the background or like that feeling is there. So I would say um, Riverview, which we will talk about from other episodes, if we haven't talked about it on here, it was a very, um, I mean, you know, it's it's famous for being a haunted um, old um, mental institution in Vancouver that has been abandoned or one this one particular building has been abandoned for a very, very, except for the ghosts, (laughs) except for the ghosts. And the tortured spirits of the psychiatric facility, which is, I think we have talked about it there. Uh, I think we have too. Yeah. It's really, really wild. Like what, what they left and what is untouched from that time. It's like, don't go to the fourth floor. Don't go to the fourth floor. Do not go to the fourth floor, whatever you do. So of course that they'll like cut and we're like, let's go to the fourth floor. (laughs) (laughs) Terrible. Terrible. Why are you shaking in a corner? I went to the fourth floor. I went to the fourth floor. <laughs> exactly. We would go up and take pictures to try to see if there were like orbs and things. Um, but people have real stories about it. I I didn't have that experience other than it just felt incredibly creepy. But um, uh, I think, though, the stories are real that people have had. Um, well, everybody's got them. It's got to be pretty real. Yeah, totally. Everyone does. Um Okay. Um, wait. So we don't know where that. We have no idea where that was filmed. Um, we would need like Steve or, or the guys for that. Um, does Maggie's hair smell like peaches? I don't know. I would say no. This is more of a gardenia vibe. Ooh, gardenia's always than nice. A, than a peaches vibe, I would say. Yeah, I'm not a. I, I don't. I tend to to shy away from the fruitier. I tend to. Oh, that's not true. I do like a little kind of like a citrus scent, maybe. But, in your shampooies? Uh, in my shampooies. Um, no, but fragrance-wise, I generally like really earthy kind of like earthy stuff. I like green tea and I like woodsy. I like woodsy smells. Um, I mean, yeah, honestly, just, it's been so long since I've seen you in person. I know. I don't Tim. know what your hair smells like. I know. It's just so we'll, we'll just long. say, yes, it smells like peaches and strawberries and everything delightful. Oh, okay. I like that. Maggie yes. Lawson. How could it be anything but? <laughs> Where would you both want to retire to and why? Oh, wow. Oh, Tim, this is a good question. Well, considering I'm so much closer to retirement age than you are, this is a little unfair. But <laughs> Stop. I I don't know. I, I need to be with the, I need to be on a ranch with the dirt and the animals. That's what I, that's what I think. Maybe some trees and some water and yeah, some river, nature. river and trees for me. Yeah, river and trees sounds really good. Um, yeah, wow, I, I've never really thought about that. I went at first. I was like, oh, a beach. I'm like, no, actually, that's not. We're we're we we like the woods. We like the woods. Okay. Um, who 
is the grandpa. <laughs> this is going to be a question from the besties in the, I believe, um, in the psycho group. Uh, they call me grandma. Um, they think it's funny. It is. I, I, I love them so much, and I love that they call me that. But um, uh, it says, who is the grandpa or grandma of the group? I don't know. Would that be like, I'd almost like, I don't want to offend anybody. Um, grandpa and grandma, I kind of think of like, you know, yeah, who's like mom and pop of the well, group. Corbin uh, is uh, most definitely, not because of age, but the grandpa being the... Papa bear. The papa bear with the most children is definitely the overseer and protector, I think, in that regards. Yeah, and I would probably say Kirsten as well for the same reason. Just sort of nurture, nurture always with the the nurturing vibes. Um, yeah, I'd even throw Jasmine in there now too because I feel like Jasmine takes care of everybody as well. Yeah, or um, Almaz, our amazing production coordinator. Oh, Almaz, who oh, was always that's... the guy we'd go to. Like, for you're new to town and you need like, hey, where should I live? I need help with this, and she'd be the one who would. Take care of us. She was our production coordinator. What would we have done without her? What would we have done without her? I'm going to give it all Maz too. And we love you. And oh, you saved Amaz. us. Oh, wait, there's another one. Was the title of this episode an homage of Corbin's mom being on The Young and the Restless? Oh. Oh, maybe so. It must have been. It had to have been. Absolutely. Because there's no, um, what's that other word I'm trying to think of, Tim, that's in the title? Um, what is it? murder there it is i tried there to throw is. a question mark at the end i tried to go up at the end to make it a question <laughs> i love it i totally bet it was okay who of the cast would best thrive in a retirement home <laughs> oh man i don't thrive know is a tough word having had parents and in-laws that have been retirement homes they're not always super fun so um um i'm gonna say um do the hill because you got to be really outgoing to have sort of an enjoyable time there. Yeah, and you've got to be, I think, really good like uh, around. Like Dulé is really good at handling um, a lot of people and being around people a lot. So all the community stuff or whatever, he'd be really, really good at. And be I like, would yeah, I'll be. try some bingo. Sure, I'll try some shuffleboard. Like, exactly. Because there's always an, there's always a sort of an event coordinator, not event coordinator, but an activities person who's trying to get people involved and get out of your rooms, come and thrive and be part of the community. Yeah. Which a lot of times people don't want to do. So Dulé would be like, yeah, I'll try it. He's so game for, for fun. He'd try something. Yeah. No, that makes sense. I also was just thinking about grandma and grandpa. And I was thinking like, who's the best grandma and grandpa? I also thought about Steve's parents because they were so, not that they were around a lot, but they were, they, whenever they would come to visit, it always felt like such a family affair. It was so sweet. I love <laughs> his parents. They're, they're always, it was always so sweet to see them when they come up. They're so just warm and lovely. And yeah, they felt like part of the cast in a way. They totally did. And uh, they were just as excited. Like, you know, Steve Steve was always happy and excited and so jolly on set. And they were always like... We had a lot of parents come to the show. I remember yeah. your mom came. My yep. dad came. Yep. Dulé's mom showed up several times. Yep. Yeah, for sure. We had lots of families come up. Well, there's our episode. That's, uh, that's the old and the restless. That's episode 12. Holy cow. In the can. In the can. And scene. As they say. <laughs> Didn't totally screw it up. Well, Tim, I love you. Maggie, and I love you too. I'm glad. I'm so glad you're feeling better. Yeah, I'm happy to be feeling better too. I'm. Uh, I feel like I'm just like a couple days away from 100. percent But um, yeah, so perfect. So um, I think we actually could just keep our, our coffee date. 
I definitely think we can keep our coffee date. Uh, Megan, which, looking at your hat, I'm going to go order some psychologist and merch right now. I love it. I think the colors are so pretty. I'm such an ad right now, but it's like r- embroidered. It's really, really nice. They're like really nicely made. I'm impressed with our merch. <laughs> and the blue does make your eyes pop. Uh, the blue. And you, Tim, you need this. You need this. You might actually need the hat in blue. Though I really do love the black because it makes the blue pop. There's so much blue popping. This is a lot of blue popping. I got blue, right, blue jacket. Okay. I love you. I will see okay, you Okay, I love you soon. too. I'll see you very soon. Okay, love you so much. Okay, bye. Bye, gang. What a fun episode. It is so great when Henry gets to play around with Sean and Gus. Loved it. Thank you all for listening uh, to episode 12 of Psychologists Are In. We love you, love you, love you so much. Follow us on our Instagram at the Psychologists Are In and our Twitter at Psychologist Pod. See y'all next week. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.